Welcome to episode 0001 of the mission, the uh, second uh, Radiothon show of uh, 2022. Uh, my name is Daniel James, I'm going to be your host through to 8 o'clock, broadcasting from the other 96 line, which of course, as we know, is on the Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nations, and I pay my respects to elders past and present. And remind everyone that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Thank you to Vaughny for an excellent episode of uh, Double Bounce. He will be back in just under 58 minutes time, just over 58 minutes time for uh, Ultra Fluidity, which um, I can assure you is probably very likely to be a train wreck. But we will see how we go which should be um, a lot of fun now seeing as it is a uh, radiothon show i always bring in the big guns uh last time we had jacinda parsons uh this time uh, i've got someone um well i don't want to say too loud but you know perhaps of higher caliber than uh than jacinda who i love <laughs> love dearly but uh let me just uh, say right now um Welcome, Vanessa Morris. Thanks, Daniel. It's really nice to be here. Now, well, it's probably better you describe what show you host and, and who you are and where you're from sure. um, than me sort of waffling on about it. So you host Banksia midday on Mondays. Take it from there, Vanessa. Yeah, sure. Um, for those listening in, yeah, I'm Vanessa Morrison. I'm a proud Yorta Yorta Jajarang and Wiradjuri woman and... I've been presenting a pop-up show called Banksia, which is all about First Nations arts and culture, um, and it's been on at midday on Mondays, as Daniel mentioned, um, for the last five or so months. So, it's, yeah. it's it's and it's taken off, and it gets better week in week out. Thanks. I mean, you, you speak to artists and writers and performers from you know First Nations performers from across mm-hmm. the country. Um, how are you feeling about it all? Because I knew that when you took it over, mm. that you were sort of like a little bit apprehensive about, you know, speaking to people of that sort of calibre, sort of yeah. working week out, as I am <laughs> with this show. Um, but now you've settled right into it. How, how do you, how's it feel? How's it going? Yeah, yeah. I've been really loving it. Um, yeah, I guess every week it just gets better and better, but I've loved every episode, but I guess in terms of the early days for me on Triple R about two years ago was more about just like music shows, so yeah. music programming, and now it's more talks-based and yarning with First Nations peoples across arts and culture. So it's quite kind of broad but quite kind of specific too, and it's been really amazing. Yeah, and you do a fantastic job. Thanks. Um, the thing I like about it is that your interviews are conversational, yeah. which is I reckon what community broadcasting should always be about. Um, how did you find your way into the Triple R universe? Um, yeah, I guess I started on Triple R during the pandemic. So the show that I'd started was Perfect. also a pop-up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was recording it at home and, um, yeah, just kind of joining in that way. And that was, yeah, like two years ago. And you've gone on to bigger and better things since then. Yeah. Um, I think... Triple R's come a long way in terms of covering First Nations mm-hmm. issues and um, uh, in terms of getting content and broadcasters on the radio. So there's you, me, and there's Paul. Yeah. And there's uh, Kristen, of course. Mm. 
we're doing um, we're doing much better than we ever have on this front, and we couldn't do it without the support of the uh, subscribers, could we? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one hundred percent right, and that's why I guess we're here talking because it's Radiothon. Yeah, exactly, and you know. We're not going as well as we have in previous years, but we're not harping on about it either because we understand today with another 0.25% interest rate hike that uh, things and the cost of living around uh, the country and around this town are probably at a, I guess, people's personal home financial budgets are at a uh, probably probably a tighter constriction than they've ever been. Mm. Uh, for quite some time, certainly since probably the mid-90s. So we understand that things are tight, but every single dollar, every, every single subscription is really, really important. Now, Vaughny has left us with probably about 35 <laughs> pledges to, to read out. So I don't know whether they've been read out or not, but um, we will play a track and we'll come back to them because... Uh, each one deserves to be read out, and I'm just going to check with the appropriate authorities as to whether that has actually happened or not, because I've been um, uh, having dinner in the lead-up to this. So um, let's start off with what was a song from the Triple R album of the week a few weeks ago, and this is from King Stingray, and this is my favourite track from the album. It's called Camp Dog. It is 23 past 7 this Tuesday evening. You're listening to uh, the Radiothon version of the mission. I'm uh, joined by... Vanessa Morris. And we are here through to late in which um, something called ultrafluidity will then take over. But first of all, to tonight's uh, one and only guest. Um, This year, Victoria Law Foundation brings together an impressive panel to explore the process and progress of reconciliation in Victoria for the annual Law and and Youth Forum. With the recent passing of the Victorian legislation to establish an Indigenous Treaty Authority, VLF Executive Director Lynn Holtane will moderate a panel at the different... um, looking into the different elements towards the pathway of treaty. Um, part of that panel discussion will be our uh, guest, Eddie Cabillo, who is um, part of the, uh, well, he's the co-director of the Indigenous Law and Justice Hub, uh, Associate Dean Indigenous Programs and Enterprise Fellow at Melbourne Law School at University of Melbourne. Uh, we'll give you details as to how to become a part of that uh, forum. It's um, open to anyone to view and participate in next week from 6.30 onwards this uh, Tuesday, from um, a week from today. But uh, very pleased to say that Eddie is on the line with us now. Eddie, welcome to the mission. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, there is so much happening in the treaty space now, and, and in many respects, Victoria is leading the way. What will um, next week's forum, you think, um, explore in terms of the discussion and what could people learn if they actually tune in and, and see uh, the uh, the discussion that's taking place between what is actually a really cracked panel? Well, yeah, I think it'd um, be a great opportunity for people to um, hear, you know, from people like um, Sue Ann Hunter, who's the, uh, from the uh, Europe Commission, who's a commissioner on there, yep. um, see what's happening in regards to the truth-telling um, processes that um, they're currently going through which um, in conjunction with, um, you know, what's happening, as you said, is with the treaty, 
and we've got the Treaty Assembly uh, representative as well there on, on with myself and, you know, myself, um, you know, an Indigenous person from the Northern Territory who's fortunate to be in Victoria at a very exciting time. Well, we're very people. glad to have you here. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to be seeing, talking about um, currently what's happening and be a real good opportunity for people to, you know, hopefully ask some questions and um, hear um, us answer the questions that are being put to us. Yeah, so, you know, the forum includes yourself, Eddie, uh, Dr. Arnie Caroline Briggs, Sue Anna Hunter, like you just mentioned, the York Justice Commissioner, yeah. and uh, Lynn Holtain, who's the Executive Director of the Law um, Foundation. As someone who, because you live in Victoria, you actually get to say... Uh, what's happening with with treaty here because it's available um, for people to participate um, from all First Nations across the country if you're a Victorian resident. Mm -hmm. What what have you made of how treaty is progressing down here? Well, look, I've been fortunate enough to, um, through the Indigenous Law and Justice Hub, to um, participate and assist on some um, requests from, from the Assembly. And, you know, I've been able to attend one of the first meetings and, and, and be able to see um, the robust discussion amongst um, Indigenous people, mm -hmm. you know, really um, pushing for, um, you know, the issues that concern them and their communities. And, you know, from that very initial start to where it is at, at the current time, um, you know, I've seen that robust really become really professional and, and, and people really working hard together to look at the big picture and make sure that Indigenous Victorians have a real strong representative body to um, push forward the issues that concern them and their communities. Yeah, I think, um, you know, having followed it from the outside, Eddie, that there was a lot of dust that needed settling in the very early days of the establishment of the Assembly and the establishment of the Uruk uh, Justice Commission. But it seems to me now, backed up by legislation, that the whole thing seems to be sort of unstoppable because it also has bipartisan support across the parliament in terms of the supporting um, support supporting moving to towards a treaty. If I was just to say from from the outside, it seems to me that the whole process is working really, really well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, look, I'd have to. I mean, we've got to be, you know, remember that Australia is only one of the uh, colonial countries in the world that has never had a treaty. Yeah. Um, and look, Victoria is leading the way, as you mentioned. And and look, um, I think I think everyone must remember that although Victoria is a relatively small state, um, predominantly um, there's uh, numerous um, nations within Victoria. Yep. And we're not all the same, right? And 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 so there is always going to be robust discussions. And um, and it, you know, we just have to look at parliaments across the whole country, and, and we see the similar discussions and and. Robust and, and and you know disagreements and 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 I think you know Indigenous people are are not too much um, different in regards to that respect and we currently have shown that um, that they generally want to make a difference for their communities and and it has um, I think it's rubbed off on, on government to basically see that they are serious and are professional and want to do what's best for um, their people in in the communities. Yeah, it seems like all the stars are aligning, but you're right. I mean, we're not all the same. We come from different nations, and Victoria is a place that was chock-a-block with different nations and different clans within those nations. Uh, historically, a lot of that's shattered by colonialism. But, you know, from what I can work out, the, the conversations that have needed to be had have actually been had, and I guess that's where the Europe Justice Commission comes into it as well. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've, I've recently worked on a Royal Commission in the Northern Territory, and, um, you know, the reality is our people always turn up. They, they want to see right. um, change, you know, and they, they, they pour out their, their, their stories and, and, and really um, want to make change for, for the next generation and that. Unfortunately for us, historically, um, these recommendations aren't really followed through. But our people are genuine about all of this, and they, and they want to make change. And you know, the, the the trauma that they've faced historically and continue to face is, is something they really want to change. And I just hope, with um, you know, with both the uh, Europe Commission and and the Treaty um, Authority getting set up and and the treaty being um, established, hopefully that that's enough to um, enforce the accountability from to governments in regards to making sure that these recommendations are followed through and that the commitment is there um, for Indigenous people who continuously come back and, and tell their stories and, and, and let us know and others what needs to be changed. Absolutely. I mean, I think the First Nations people from across Victoria are upholding our end of the bargain. We've uh, entered into this process with good faith and passion. Now it's up to the Victorian government and other Victorians from across the state to participate in this and learn as much about it um, as, as possible. Uh, the forum, which is entitled Forum to Explore the Track to Treaty in Victoria, will be held next Tuesday, the 11th of um, October, from 5.30 to 6.30pm, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And it's online. If you want to attend, go to victorialawfoundation.org.au. That's www.victorialawfoundation.org.au and uh, Eddie will be part of that panel as well as um, Ali Petria, Dr Arnie Caroline Briggs, Sue Ann Hunter, the Uruk Justice Commission and Lynn Holtain, the Executive Director from the Victorian Law Foundation. If you want to find out more about Treaty and where we go from here, um, please go along to that. But Eddie, thank you so much for your time. I'm sorry we were a little bit late. It's a bit of a hectic show, but um, we'll get you on again to talk about all sorts of matters because uh, uh, we appreciate you. No worries, brother. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, can we get, can we get there because um, it's a really important thing for Victoria to get, up, get around. Thanks, brother. appreciate it. Okay. See you, mate. It is 14 to 8. You're listening to The Mission on 102.73 Triple RFM, or perhaps you're listening via the web on rr.org.au, which is also a place you can go to subscribe to this magnificent station, and we see the pledges are still coming in. But while I've got you here, Vanessa, mm. why should people subscribe to Triple R? There's many reasons why they should subscribe. I guess there's obviously a lot of major prizes that you do go in the running to win if you do subscribe um, from places like Sound Merch, La Mama Theatre, uh, Mountain Goat, Cinema Nova, Museums Vic. But then there's also a lot of amazing voices and I guess shows on the station as well from volunteer broadcasters, which is a major reason why. Well, without, you know, without the support of the station, you know, I hate the... I don't hate the term elevating voices because everyone's got a voice and they're capable of elevating it mm-hmm. themselves. But what Triple R affords this particular show to do is to, you know, give access to a wider audience on, you know, really important issues. And throughout the course of the last 12 months in particular, we've had people like uh, Yessie Mosby from the Torres Strait Islanders who have, Torres Strait Islands who has taken uh, the Morrison government at the time to court to uh, in the UN, not the court, but to the UN to try to get them to get some sort of form of action on climate change. And they won that 
um, UN hearing um, earlier this month. So we give access to our airwaves to people like Yessi, Kellyanne Andy from Elizabeth Morgan House, mm-hmm. which have been absolutely amazing during the pandemic, supporting women that um, are fleeing domestic violence and finding them crisis accommodation and helping them get back up on their feet. And, of course, we have the uh, perennial issue at the moment, the very important perennial issue at the moment, which, of course, is a uh, uh, treaty. So we have uh, Annie Geraldine on the uh, show a lot of the time. And we also have the co-chair alongside her with uh, Marcus Stewart on the show. Uh, Sue Ann Hunter, who was a commissioner from the Uruk Justice Commission, is a friend of the show. I'm reasonably confident to say. We've had Arnie Lois Peeler uh, on the talk about uh, Uncle William Cooper's legacy. And it's just... Amazing that we have a show like this that is, um, and a station that has a show like this that enables these people to come on and tell us all about uh, First Nations culture because we are in a time of truth telling, and Triple R provides the context in which we're actually able to uh, to tell that truth. Anything else to add? I've given my bit. Yeah, like I. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of amazing shows on the station. Um, so many. And Triple R just, yeah, I guess really kind of connects uh, pe- like listeners and people out in community uh, in a way that's not necessarily done through, I guess, a mainstream broadcast outlet as well, yeah. like being independent and, yeah. Don't, having- we don't take a cent from, from governments. Mm. We, we, take a, we take the vast majority of our money from um, subscribers, uh, donators, and from the, uh, the the businesses that help, uh, particularly the music scene here in, mm. in Melbourne, you know, thrive and survive. Yeah, yeah. Righto. Um, it is 10 to 8. I'm going to play another track and then we're going to come back with uh, some more subscriptions um, before uh, Ultra Fluidity takes place. And I see the, uh, the I guess, the menagerie of Ultra Fluidity. <laughs> people um, outside the studio now but look this is one of my favorite tracks and it's a song that leads crystal show on uh, 2 p.m on uh, sundays well no it's not actually this song but it's another song by this fella um it's uncle jimmy little with randwick bells that's all we have on our board for this evening we are not going to play or say anything else um but what i thought i would do is thank you vanessa morris for coming in and uh being as hectic as this has been, uh, coming on board and just going with all the blows and the flows that uh, is uh, a one-hour show, Radiothon show. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Remind the listeners where we can hear you. Um, thanks, yeah, uh, at midday on Mondays. Very good. Mm-hmm. And got any guests coming up this week that you know about yet? Sometimes uh, you don't know until still, the day itself. Still working it out. Yeah, no, that sounds like triple R to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is three to eight. Um, I'm trying to time this now so I can play this so Charlie finishes exactly on time. So let me just go to the broadcaster's drive here. Um, talk amongst yourselves, everyone. Um, the the ultra fluidity team are keen as mustard to get in here and get involved with Radiothon. Uh, look, let's go with uh, this one. Um, this is Uncle Charlie Pride with Mississippi Cotton Picking Delta Town. Uh, until next week, stay strong, stay safe and stay listening. 
stay around for Ultra Fluidity, which I'm going to be a part of for the next two hours because I am an ego maniac. Thank you very much.